Welcome to the LVR Podcast, a podcast designed for Australian mortgage brokers made by brokers. We're here to help answer your questions with solid industry answers. Learning, validation, and respect. Now, here's your hosts, Ruan Berger and Marissa Schultz. Welcome to our next session, listeners, uh, digital versus relationships. And I'll um, put the first two cents in there. So digital banks, there's just that many. It's coming to the market, uh, having different offers. And truth be told, you can't fault the offer that they have for the consumer. Um, in respect of, I just think of 86400, seeing how everything can be packaged together. And I think Volt is going the same way, where it doesn't matter where the consumer have their their lending or their loans or their accounts, everything gets packaged together. Nice one-stop shop per se. But what does that mean for relationships? Is this going to be an Achilles heel to us selling the very thing that makes us different and that is that personal relationships? Marissa, no further ado. Yeah, I think this is such an interesting topic, Rowan, because... Uh, the digital space has been growing uh, and it is Agreed. it is a threat to the mortgage breaking industry and it is something that I guess there's two aspects to digital. There's the competitors where you've got the online lenders that are uh, going to bypass brokers and just go direct to consumers and then you've also got the growing digital influence of introducing technologies into your business to create more efficiencies so that you can uh, continue to serve more clients, um, especially given the increase in compliance and administration work. I've got to be honest, as a business owner, this is something that has been worrying me. You know, it is probably one of my biggest worries that I've been having over the last few years. And it is something that I do pay a lot of attention to, to always think about, well, how do we compete in a changing space where there are going to be these online lenders that are going to be cheaper and faster than what we can offer through our panel. So how do we compete in that space? And I think for me, what it comes down to is the fact that, you know, we need to really focus on that relationship piece. Yeah. Because that is the one thing that digital can't replicate. You know, digital can provide speed and it can provide low cost it can't be that handhold, face-to-face interaction that humans really love when they are facing a major financial decision in their life. So I think as long as we're focusing on the relationship side of it, um, mortgage brokers will survive. I think it almost goes one step further. I think, you know, you think about property over the years and everyone always used the term location, location, location. And it wasn't one location, it was three of them. In respect of that's how much you need to make sure where you buy, you know, that it appeals for certain things, whether it's schools, whether it's amenities, whatever it might be. I think I would always go as far as say relationship proposition is going to go the same way. It's going to be relationship, relationship, relationship. You can't mm. just feel like, oh, I've given value. And I think there's such a turn point on that giving value in respect of what you think you've given and what the client perceived to have got. I think that in its own is another session for us by the way, the relationship piece is going to have to be more than just a relationship. You're going to have to truly understand their needs, uh, uh, their goals, their objectives, uh, um, and systems. In my humble opinion, I don't think a system can ascertain um, that client's goals and objectives after the next 12 months, two years, let alone, that we, we need to ask those questions and we need to understand that, you know, at the end of the day with this client, 
we're on this journey with them. How do we enforce that relationship to be of such nature that at the start they feel the need to tell you before they do things? I think that to mm. me is owning a relationship for better. Um, and then having the ability to also sell digital to them as part of the relationship card. Mm. I think there lies the key. Yeah, I think that it's important that as mortgage brokers, if we want our businesses to survive, we do need to embrace digital within our businesses and where we can provide that digital experience, which is going to enhance the client experience. You know, things like being able to get their bank statements at a click of a button, things like being able to do ID checks really quickly and easily. Just anything that's going to make anything the client has to do quicker and easier, then we do need to embrace technology for that. And the way that I see it is that, you know, technology can actually help us to enhance the client experience if we use it in the right way without without actually making the relationship suffer. But in terms of the relationship piece, I think you're spot on, Ruan. It needs to go beyond just providing a good mortgage broking service or providing good advice about that home loan. Yeah. If you're not seeing your relationship with the client as a client for life type relationship, then you're going to lose that client. Uh, let's be real. You're going to lose them to another mortgage broker or you're going to lose them to the bank or you're going to lose them to an online lender because they uh, won't hang around. So, and just on that note, I think one thing we have to remember, just we know what we know and we don't know what we don't know. So we're using this word like relationships. For some people, it will mean one thing and for another person, it will mean another thing. I think it's um, that that's going to be a bit of a clarity card. That's going to be a thing where we got to get better at understanding what a relationship means, what it entails, and what it demands. If mm-hmm. you've got that courtesy then to provide it, well, that is your proposition. And And I say this because... Here's the one thing I know about relationships over my years of being a broker and helping a lot of clients. Relationships have a certain expectation proposition attached mm. to it. And I think we forget that sometimes when we do so much for clients up front without being paid, that that expectation is only not there or not managed because you haven't made it clear. And I believe mm. a good relationship starts by clarity both ways. So if I think of us as a business, we used to ask very early in the piece, that we're going to expect you to do a Google review for us. Why? Because we're going to do a good job for you as we're on this journey with you, as you come on this journey with us. We're going to do everything for you. From pillar to post, you will see us helping you, assisting you, growing with you. But for that, we also believe that this relationship is twofold. You've got to help our business then too. And there's something to be said about raving fans in future. Mm. They're going to have to be a raving fan. And you've got to know whether they are so that you invest and those people in their messages. Yeah, that's just thought, yeah, food for thought. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, we don't sort of follow the same approach with the Google reviews, but I think that what you're trying to say that we sort of do as well is really set the client's expectation of what the relationship will look like long term. 100%. And, you know, I mean, when you are entering a relationship like this where someone becomes your client, they're having to trust you a whole heap um, and they may not know you before this process starts. So they're, you know, having to reveal a lot of information, a lot of private and personal information, and they're putting their trust and faith in you. And you may deliver the world's best service during that loan application. You may give them the world's best advice, but if you're not keeping in touch with them and regularly communicating with them beyond the settlement of your loan, then there is no relationship. Let's be clear. You know, yeah. so I think from from my perspective, relationship 
goes beyond the loan application process and, you know, it's it's after the loan has settled that you're able to really strengthen the relationship. You know, that's what I love about you and me because we've always had so many different conversations, but that doesn't always mean we agree on everything we discuss. Yes, that's and, right. And, I'll, and I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say this, that I do believe that that is important, that that relationship, but for me, the relationship is formed very much at the start versus mm. after settlement. And again, that was just my play on it for what it was worth, is that I spent so much more time upfront investing in this client. I limited the time I gave them till they approved you know, thesis and said, okay, this is what we want to do, our, our proposition, this is what we want to do, happy for you to do it. We invested so much in that process with them that I do believe after settlement, we had more currency with them because mm-hmm. we've invested so much up front that the relationship is is bought to a certain point. From their point of view, we've earned our capacity with them. And I used to say this to my brokers and I, every broker for their own, but relationship is the one thing that will allow you to make a mistake. It's the one thing that will allow you to ask for forgiveness. Uh, there's a lot of other moments, if it's quite transactional, that you don't have that flexibility, nor do you have that capacity Relationship is the one thing that allows you that, that if you make a mistake, and one thing I do know through the loan experience from go to woe, making mistakes, none of us are perfect. It is going to happen. So for me, you've got to use the word more often. I think if I was going to give my two cents today, you need to start using the word relationship more frequently in your meetings. Mm. You need to say to people, listen, this is this is the relationship, this relationship. You know, the, the, the power of the word, it is there and we need to start being smart about using it so that when people think of dealing with us, it is, are you a customer, are you a client, what are you after? Because we are all about relationships. So I think yeah. that will influence the aftermath if we can constantly remind them in the uh, in the forefront. Yeah, just my thoughts for what it's worth. I think, you know, I mean, I think that just like every human relationship is different, every business is going to want to have a different type Agreed. of relationship with their clients. And there is no one size fits all. No. There's no, no that's uh, true. one perfect way. So I think what you said before about understanding your value proposition and understanding, being able to define what the ideal client relationship looks like for you and your business and your clients is super important so that you're attracting the right type of clients that will want to build the relationship that you're proposing to offer. Um, Because if all you're doing is serving clients that are chasing rate or, you know, just really wanting a transactional service, they're going to be the clients that are going to get lured into the digital space. If they don't value that relationship, then they're not going to value your service and they're going to see advantages in, you know, the cheaper offering that can be taken up online. So I guess that's where I think, you know, in terms of digital, I think we can't put our heads in the sand. It's coming, it's happening, yeah. it's going to get Well, in better. fact, it's, yeah. In it's, fact, it's, it's here, yeah. but I mean, it, it's going to get better than it is now. Yeah. You know, right now it's not a huge threat, very limited amount of people or, you know, very limited percentage of the population can actually get loans approved through the online lenders at the moment, but that will change and we need to be prepared to protect the relationships that we have with our clients to maintain our client base and to continue building from referrals. And, and that's a generational shift too, if you think about it, because every person you talk to, the younger they get, the more digital they are. Absolutely. So that's also going to be up to us. Uh, and again, it brings me back to that value add, like 
Do you know what clientels you're chasing and why you're chasing them? And what is your proposition to the market in respect of fostering that relationship of such nature that they remain on your book, they remain on your database and they remain loyal? But I don't think it's a lost cause because even with the younger people that have that digital focus, they still do want someone to hold their hand and guide them through and someone to speak to when they're making that big decision of buying their first home. But Marissa, more to the point, it's it's their parents that influence it and most of those parents have dealt with brokers. So it's they're still, we have our connection. It's just whether we yeah. use that connection. And as you said, this is coming and there's going to be goods and bads like there is for everything. The one good thing with it is it's going to make things faster, but there's still going to have to be someone that, uh, uh, in my opinion, if it's played well, there's going to be someone that can control that flow. Mm. And, you know, as a mortgage uh, advisor and a mortgage broker, we are perfectly placed Absolutely. to play that role. I think what we need to do as mortgage brokers and in our industry is to embrace technological improvements, learn how to integrate them into our businesses to provide a better customer experience and, you know, really focus on the relationship. I think if we do those three things, then we will survive, um, you know, the, the digital growth of the online lenders. That's correct. We, we're drawing to an end here and to a close. Um, our next uh, uh, LVR podcast is going to be a little bit to point, uh, and it's something I planted the seed on with the Google reviews, but how good are you? Um, that's that's a question we're going to ask, and we're going to play it from two different points, um, as we all have our different of opinions in how we alleviate or how we, at the end of the day, justify our our value to clients. I think there's certain things that we can't forget if we draw this back to principle and draw this back to what does it matter what you think versus what it matters what your client thinks. So that how good are you is just challenging you a little bit, being a little bit thought-provoking about how far are you going to really find out how good you are? So, um, Marissa, I'm certain you're going to have um, a lot to give there to us yes, as well. Yes, looking forward to it. Yeah. So, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to reach out to us through Success and Broker if there's any questions that you would like answering. And really look forward to our next uh, LVR podcast. How good are you? Till next time. Goodbye. See you then. Bye. Thanks for listening to the LVR podcast. We hope you gained massive value from today's episode. And we'd like to thank our sponsor, Success and Broker and The Broker Journal, driving broker routines and behaviors for better client outcomes. If you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we'd appreciate if you gave us a five-star review. That way, it'll help others who would value this content too. We'll join you in the next episode.